Okay. Um, man, I'm, I'm glad to see you. I pray that you had a good Christmas. Uh, it was a good, restful Christmas for us in the Thomas household. I know that that's not necessarily the case for everybody. Uh, I am praying. I was, you know, just for the concerns that I know that we have in the class, it still was a day of prayer for me and just concern. You know, I don't, uh, it's weird when you have a little bit of peace and, uh, and you know that others around you maybe don't. Uh, that's tough for me. I feel guilty a little that that's, that's the state, you know? And so uh, that's, <clears throat> that's my heart. And we are gonna talk about peace uh, this morning um, in Acts 10. So if you have your Bibles, be turning there. Um, you know, one of the things that we still wanna do with just with this chapter is we're still looking at God officially opening the door uh, to the Gentiles of acceptance. And, uh, and so obviously this is a monumental chapter in, in that regard, but there are all these other details that are happening. And one of the things that was very cool, just that we looked at last week uh, in terms of, of Peter's prayer, his need, God's answer, and then Peter's response. Remember, it was that we get a chance to get a little window into that prejudice of, uh, of kind of the Jewish mindset. And it's just because on the surface, if you look at the law, it does kind of read like that, but they miss God's heart, that it's about separation unto him, that they would be a standard in which the world would be able to look to and have, you know, and have their lives. But instead, what they say was, we're awesome, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. It's like, uh, well, no. Actually, we have the whole Old Testament. Let's look at that. <laughs> and so um, they kind of missed that spot. And so our points last week were just prayers, communication with God. Remember, we were saying, like, that's a super easy key point. But the thing was, is when you know who it is that you're talking to, it should affect how you talk to them. And, uh, and so remember, that that's a thing that we have to understand that when we are in prayer, that that communication is with God Almighty. Okay. The next thing we said was the need is an indicator to call out. And remember, there was a need of hunger that comes upon the guy. And then the Lord uses that as an advantage to now get him into what the spiritual need was, which is that he needed to reconcile this unclean beast and clean beast. And now to start laying aside that prejudice that he had and see that not only was the Lord opening up his diet, <laughs> but then also that he was going to be opening up his heart to every man and every woman uh, that would be willing to accept the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then we saw that submission to God's will meets our needs. And so that was the thing in terms of that need being met as a result of him going, man, he maybe didn't get the food that he was wanting, but he sure did get something else and he got an opportunity. And that is incredible. And you know, and just for us to really think about as this year comes to an end, and boy, I, you know, everybody, what, I don't care what side of the political spectrum you're on, what, you know, if you're sports, what everybody has said, we are ready for 2020 to be over with, <laughs> you know, and uh, I, you know, to some, deg some degree, I would agree with that, but essentially, there is still a call in my life to submit to what it is that God has put in front of me right now. Um, and so, and that's going to, that's going to really meet my needs, man, is if I just submit myself to him. The last thing that we looked at last week was never let your opinion be your answer. And that was essentially his wrestling spot, you know, was that state of confusion that he had. He's like, man, I don't know what this means. Like, you know what this means. The Lord had already said this. <laughs> he said it in Acts 1. He said it in Luke 24. You know that essentially the gospel is going to start in Jerusalem. And it's going to go out to the world. So guess what? Batter up. 
It's time. Set it aside. Now, one thing of note that you have to consider about him is he is working through this. He is staying with Simon a Tanner, and that would have been an unclean work um, uh, title because when, you know, when you're a Tanner, and if you think about like boots or whatever, that person is dealing with dead carcasses. And so that was considered unclean work. And so now he, so he's branching out. <laughs> he's got, he's getting the heart. It's just, there are these things. Um, that he gets hung up on. He likes being an Israelite. And there's no, there's no shame in that. There's, there's nothing about that, right? He likes the law. He saw in terms of where that is and the practices of that. And so there are certain things that he's gonna wanna try to hold on to. And the Lord is like, hey, enough, there's liberty in me, right? And so that doesn't mean freedom and license to be crazy, but there is liberty, right? And so you have to understand that liberty for your brothers. Okay, so, from those points, how do we get here? So let's recap on our key uh, individuals. You have Cornelius, okay? A devout man, a praying man that feared God and was charitable to the people. So, season of vision, an angel um, that says, hey man, your prayers have been answered, right? Uh, send men to Joppa to go get Peter and, uh, and listen to the words that it is that Peter is going to you know, have for you. The following day, you know, Peter goes up to pray and he falls into a trance and then he sees this sheet, unclean and clean beast, that gets let down three times. And from heaven, a voice that says to him, Peter, kill and, uh, uh, and uh, eat, excuse me, rise, Peter, kill and eat. Peter says no, because he has never eaten anything uncommon or unclean, but the Lord proceeds to tell him that what he has cleansed, do not call common, right? And so now this is just directly in assault with something that he would be very com comfortable with custom-wise. Right now he's being made uncomfortable. And so I wanna pick it up in verse 19 and then we'll read all the way to 39. I know it's a lot, so just, you know, we'll just carefully consider here as we walk through this. And so it is in verse 19, it says, while Peter thought on the vision, the spirit said unto him, behold, three men seek thee, arise therefore and get thee down and go with them, doubting nothing for I have sent them. Then Peter went down to the men which were sent unto him from Cornelius and said, behold, I am he, whom ye seek. What is the cause wherefore ye are come? And they said, Cornelius, the centurion, a just man, and one that feareth God, and of good report among all the nation of the Jews, was warned from God by an holy angel to send for thee into his house and to hear words of thee. Then called he them in and lodged them. And on the morrow, Peter went away with them, and certain brethren from Joppa accompanied him. And the morrow after they entered into Caesarea, and Cornelius waited for them, and he called together his kinsmen and near friends. And as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshiped him. But Peter took him up, saying, Stand up, I myself also am a man. Excuse me, <clears throat> verse 27. And as he talked with them, he went in and found many that were uh, come together. And he said unto them, You know how that it is unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or come unto one of another nation. But God has showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Therefore came I unto you without gainsaying, as soon as I was sent for. I asked therefore, for what intent ye have sent for me? And Cornelius said, four days ago, I was fasting until this hour. And at the ninth hour, I prayed in my house. And behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, thy prayers heard, and thine alms are had in remembrance in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa and call hither Simon, whose name, surname is Peter. He is lodged in the house of one Simon, a tanner by the seaside, who 
when he cometh shall speak unto thee. Immediately, therefore, I sent to thee, and thou hast well done that thou art come. I love this verse. Now, therefore, are we all here present before God to hear all things that are commanded thee of God. Man, that's beautiful. Next verse. And then Peter opened his mouth and said, of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That word, I say, you know, which was published throughout all Judea and began with Gal uh, from Galilee after the baptism, which John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power and who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. And for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all things which he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. And so that is our, our text that we have uh, this morning. And something that of note, really, between uh, verse 8 to uh, verse 36, that sent is mentioned seven times. Now, that's, you know, something that one of those things you're like, oh, and so it started to, to dial on my heart something uh, that's very important. I believe the reason is because, well, there's a message that God wanted to get across to the people. See, the one thing that we have to understand about this is you're looking at in terms of on Peter's life and what it is that he has to deal with in order to kind of meet with Cornelius. Cornelius, what he has to do is to meet with Peter. And the whole thing is, is they're both having to meet with the Lord. And man, I, I love just simply the idea that there is a message that the Lord is saying, I have to get across. And what is that? It's peace by Jesus Christ. And so, listen, as we close into this year that has been the most unrestful year for uh, as a nation, I mean, I thought for me, on my Pearl Harbor generation is 9-11. I remember that year. I will never forget it. As an iron worker, it has another value to me in terms of that structure being destroyed. Um, this collectively has been worse in terms of its effect. Now, yes, Travel changed forever as a result of 9-11. But man, our world is changing before our very eyes forever as a result of COVID, right? And just what it has done in our families in this class. And there are various people that have buried loved ones as a result of this. And so, man, you may be feeling right now on, on the, the after effect of, of Christmas where we should be celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ and just be in gratitude for what it is that took place on the cross you could have zero peace right now, zero peace. And so I pray this morning that uh, we can regain that peace, if you, especially if you have Jesus Christ. And, and now seeing Brother Blake just talking to him, man, and just the joy on his heart as a result of being saved. And man, just entering into that space, man, yes, he's at peace with God through Jesus Christ. Like that's, that's incredible. And everything that we've lost this year, we gained a brother. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man, I'm, I'm stoked this morning. And so with that, our key verses clearly are 34, 35, and 36. I think that they really just set the tone for what it is that this entire chapter is trying to communicate. Again, it just says, then Peter opened his mouth and said, of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, comma, 
preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. I love that, man. See, everybody gets that same access. And so with that, Christ entrusts us with this message. And it comes at a price. And if we, and if you consider something, it came at the price of what it was in terms of him paying an ultimate sacrifice in order for us to have now this right standing with the Lord. God gives up everything, sacrifices his son in order for me to be right with him. That's the only way that I get this peace. Blood has to be shed, right? Like it's not some kind of peace that just comes with no baggage to it. It absolutely does. But man, for me, it's, it's given to me easy and freely. And so for, for Peter, we have to understand something. He could not properly deliver a message without first understanding God is no respecter of persons. In verse 34, we see what it says there. But I want you to understand Deuteronomy 10, 17. It says this, for the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, a great God, a mighty and a terrible, which regardeth not persons nor taketh reward. See, the one thing that he had to get in his mind is like, listen, the Lord has been calling you unto himself. But this whole idea that now you are going to put your uh, eyes down at somebody else as a result of them not having, that's over with. That was never my heart for you in the first place. And so I'm unseating that right now. And so if you think about even for him to come to a state of peace and obedience, he's got to deal with his own prejudices. Man, isn't that interesting? That sometimes there is still something I have to give up in order to get God's peace. Man, are we ready to do that this year? We've given up things that have been taken out of our hands, but have we freely given things away in order to get God's peace? I think that's the question on the floor this morning you have to consider. In order for him to have the peace and have the opportunity that was so beautifully given to him, it wasn't just going to come if he had had this hardline decision of prejudice. Now, prejudice may not be our issue, but is it something else? What is it? Is it my lack of faithfulness? I'm not going to submit to, you know, leadership authority. I'm, you know, just I, whatever it is. I got, I'm holding something against some person, some brother, some sister. What thing do I feel like I have to hold on so near and dear that I won't, that I will refuse the peace that's going to come from Jesus Christ? Man, I'm here to tell you, uh, none of that's worth it. Whatever it may be, none of it's worth it. See, in Peter's mind, the law made a clear distinction between Israelites and everyone else. And on the surface, it does. But when you look at God, it's just about separating his people unto him and undoing what they had learned from other nations that were perverse. Man, Leviticus is, is so beautiful. If you hadn't taken that, I don't know if Chris Best still teaches that. When I was a young Christian, Leviticus was the book for sleeping. You having trouble sleeping, Leviticus and Numbers, wrap them up. You will be asleep within 30 minutes until you take LFBI in those classes. Uh, Leviticus is incredible. I mean, just the way that it's, it's laid out, right? And so you get a chance to see that what's happening is the undoing of Israel to shed off that Egyptian behavior. Boy, they had a lot of it. If you think about it, that's why a whole generation didn't make it. Because they wouldn't refuse. And see, that's what I'm saying. Here it is. You've been rescued, right? 
You know who it is that meant it's God that has promised you. He has come through on the promise and he's rescued you. And now you still going to hold on to that thing. Uh, I, just in my mind, just thinking about if what I was seeing happen to my brothers and sisters over the course of that 40 years, I don't know. I don't want the ground to open up. I'm not looking to get, you know, some snakes on me. I'm just, I don't, none of that. Let's, Lord, what do I got to do? You know, where's Moses at? I'm standing next to him because obviously he's got the answer. Right? And it's kind of the same thing. Where's Jesus at? Because obviously he has the answer. It's the position that I want to very much have and want to see us as a class be attentive to. See, he would have to see himself as equally needful of the peace that Jesus was offering. Boy, that's interesting that maybe it is that he considered that within himself. It's like, man, I'm about, oh, okay, it's not worth it. So our key point number one is this, whatever seat that you have attained in the world must be removed in order to get the kind of peace that only Jesus can offer. Whatever position, whatever thing that you're holding in your mind that's so near and dear, you got to remove that thing, y'all. It's got to go away. There's something that the Lord is saying, be done with that attitude. Be done with that position. Be done with that anger. Be done with that resentment. Maybe be done with that relationship. Be done with that job, that shift. Whatever it is. If you feel, if you know that there are steps that you could take in order for you to say, I am looking for the Lord's peace, but there is something hindering me from getting there, remove that thing, whatever it may be. Ephesians 2.13 says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. And I love that. And then what does it say? For he is our peace, who have made both one, so now Jew and Gentile both one, and broken down the middle wall partition between us. Those same heroic beauties that you would see you know, in the Old Testament, to some degree, some of these things, now you get a chance, a chance to take advantage of. Just the fact that you get to dialogue with the Lord and you don't get melted. <laughs> you know? I mean, that was, there was a point in time that would have been a real thing. There's no way you're holding conversation with him. Now he says, come boldly. See, that's what I'm saying about what it is that whatever I'm holding on to, man, what? Give it up. This has been the year that the Lord has allowed a vice in your life in order for you to see what is to be prioritized. Man, did you learn a lesson? What's the priority? What thing remained? Man, where's your faith? I'm begging you this morning to consider there is something yet for you to possibly give up. Even in a year that you say, Lord, I've given up everything. You've taken things from me that I'd even offer up. He's the Lord. It's his. Whatever you're holding on to belongs to him anyway. And so I love that we get a chance to see that. The other thing that we have to consider is just from Cornelius' perspective, because, well, it's not just Peter. It's easy in this passage to make him uh, the villain. But there's obviously a man who, well, he's doing the right thing, but he's still lost, right? Cornelius, while religious, was not personally introduced to Jesus until Peter came and revealed to him who he is. 
And so in Philippians 3, 8 through 10, it says this, Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ and be found in him. And get this, here it is, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. And so your second key point is this, personal righteousness is no substitute for peaceful relationship with Jesus Christ. Man, listen, that, okay, so maybe you didn't have a year of failure to some degree, but now it is that you hold some position because you did what you were supposed to do, that now somehow you are better than somebody that may be struggling or wrestling in some way. No way, man. <laughs> nope. That righteousness is foolishness. It is only by God's grace that you have the opportunity to be able to do anything that you're doing and it not be disgusting or smell terrible to him. See, Cornelius was not going to be able to just stay in that spot. And you know the one thing I love? Praise the Lord that he wasn't satisfied with Cornelius' position. The testimony of Cornelius is, is solid, right? Devout man, fear God. It's the thing, like I told you, like if you look and just do like a centurion study, it's very interesting. A lot of them have a more favorable testimony than Jews of the day concerning Jesus. The Lord is making a point to show us that on purpose. And so there is, your, your moral compass does matter. It's not that it doesn't matter, but it can't be the thing that is your rescuer. It can't be the thing that now puts you and exalts you over someone else. I think that's kind of the problem in, in America, right? Because we have in God, we trust on our money. And so there's kind of this viewpoint. Everybody's just thinking, oh, this is a godly country. The people that live here, nobody outside of here thinks that, but like the people that <laughs> live here, right? And so trust me, I've asked some of them. They're like, no, no. <laughs> and so this, there's this idea, right? Like when we have these, these arguments and these viewpoints that we come up, especially in the political sphere that, oh, this is, this is like, this is God's mantle here. Man, the gospel has done a work and there's been some freedom there, but we are seeing that slowly change and we are becoming the villain in our own country, little by little. What does that self-righteousness got us? Nothing. See, listen, I don't have to be, um, go out and, and try to do all these great feats to the Lord. I just need to obey on whatever it is that he's telling me to do. That's all, that's all I'm, I'm saying to do. Man, you don't have to come and be fellowship leader. That's my job up here in this platform. But there is something that you should be doing. Perhaps it is a Bible study to be a part of. I didn't say lead, to be a part of. Maybe the Lord wants you to do that. Have you considered that? Any, the minute you start giving the Lord your list of, I've already done this, Lord, I'm done doing things. Boy, that attitude, I'm telling you, God help you. I've heard people give me that. Well, I've done this, and then they rattled it off. What else do you want me to do? I want you to stop talking right now. <laughs> because that's terrible. It is as if you've done nothing when you say it like that. Right? So please, in your um, prayers back to the Lord, remember, respect who it is that you are speaking to, 
do not rattle off your list of things that you have done in order to earn his favor and why he didn't take care of this situation, heal this person, keep them alive, keep your job, keep your kids, keep this spouse. He owes you nothing. He owes you nothing. Do we have the right attitude concerning these things just when we look at them that we say, man, I, it's in Christ alone. <laughs> and when he says I'm justified, man, nobody can undo that. And just be comforted by that, right? Just be comforted by that. See, once we enter into this relationship with him, then the real transformation takes place. Cornelius could do all that he wanted to do in order to try to be Jewish. Um, it wouldn't mean a hill of beans <laughs> until he had a relationship. Now, guess what? You're like a Jew spiritually. Congratulations. You're in. You're my son now. Man, this dude, just think about that. How much freeing that would be in his mind versus trying to work and earn that favor. See, we all say that we know that, but sometimes still in a place that is as busy as we are in this place, you can kind of function that way. And man, your heart is like just drifting from the Lord and you're busy and you make every commitment that you got to make. You're always on time to serve on your Sunday, but you can't be in class or you can't be in church or I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I love you. Merry Christmas. <laughs> okay, so. Peace is both a place for rest and for work. And it's not a kind of thing where now uh, this position that I have on my peace, this means I just get to sit on my hand and God will just do everything. And I'm just, it's just going to work out. And you got the ministry of reconciliation. So get to work doing that. See, our key point number three is this. The peace we receive from Jesus should be a benefit to those around us. The peace that we receive from Jesus should be a benefit to those around us. If you consider what it is in terms of we had to give up something, we have to take something. But then now the Lord is like, when people look at you, it needs to be a clear distinction that you have my peace. Man, how do I do that? Especially in a time like this. I think I have been given a platform more this year than I have ever had in my life. Just me personally, when I'm just thinking about, you guys know we've prayed about my neighbors, but we've had conversations, they got letters. I mean, just all these different types of things that have just happened as a result of, I chose to lean into the Lord. I remember the conversation I was in Georgia, you guys know that, the discipleship conference, when things just went haywire. When I left, you could be at church. When I came back, we couldn't. So I was down there, I had the conversation with Sam and all the pastors about what's going on. And I remember just, before I called him, because I, I was in a meeting with Alan Shelby and his crew, and he said, hey, maybe you should record this and then send it to Sam. So I did, and that's why Sam called me, and then, then he called the meeting with everybody just so we could figure out what we're going to do. And at that time, we're like, we don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> this is all happening so quickly. And I just remember before I called him, just my heart was going to be one that whatever my pastor said we were going to do, that's what my, I was going to do and communicate to Faith Fellowship. This was an opportunity for me to stand up and not bow my knee to whatever the circumstance was, right? See, that's, only, that's not coming because I'm a hero. I don't deserve a statue or a plaque. But you know what? The Holy Spirit in me is alive and well. 
And maybe for a change, I got out of its way. And I allowed it to, to just have free reign and free course. So listen, I'm telling you, you have the same Holy Spirit if you have Jesus Christ this morning. There should be no reason that people don't know where you stand in Jesus' name. How you invite. Man, have you invite? You have seen the hurt, the hurt, and you can meet their physical need all you want. That's great. But man, you can invite them to church because they need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can invite them to your own home for Bible study. See, that's something I want you to be thinking. Let's not just be in agony over watching the pain around us. Let's give them the solution. Their hurt can only be answered by Jesus. Do we believe that? We have to consider, do we believe that? As my neighbors were losing their minds over what was happening socially, it opened the door for dialogue and conversation. And no, they haven't accepted Christ yet, but they know where we stand. Man, I, you know what? I'm praying that that new baby that's across the street from my house will call me Uncle Dale. And the dad tipped his hat like that may be a possibility because he heard it on the Q&A because he tuned into that. You see what I'm saying? Man, we got all these resources. Use them. Use them. I'm just saying, I know you're at pain. You're, at, you're hurting. And I, and I don't want to diminish your pain. You need to grieve. You need to deal with it. You need to have that fear and go to the Lord. The Lord will, his arms are so big, he can, he can receive it. I'm just saying is this, you're not defeated. You are not defeated. You are not defeated. You cannot lose when you have already won. It's not a position that the Lord is willing to give up. That victory has to come somewhere. And so take note from a man that doesn't even have Jesus Christ in full. And what does he do with his family? Pay attention. Look at it. Acts 24 through 27. And on the morrow, and they entered into Caesarea, and, and Cornelius waited for them. And he called together his kinsmen and near friends. This guy doesn't even know what the message is. But he knows it's good, and they got to have it. Praise the Lord for a heart like that. Guys, we know, listen, this church spends so much time studying to make sure that we tell you the truth. You know what's going to happen. Invite the people. They don't know what they're doing. Man, get equipped so that you can tell them just straight up, and then you can say, okay, now come and go, and you can come to the place that I got equipped. And talk about discipleship. Talk about COD. Talk about your Bible study. There are four or five Bible study leaders in here. Everybody in this class should be in a Bible study. My agenda for us 2021 is to really get my head wrapped around it in terms of me and the Lord sorted out. That's my heart. We got established faithful people that are running Bible studies, and I want you to be a part of it. See, guys, we got to open our mouths and be more evangelistic. The thing is, is that this age group, what our problem is, is this. We look down a lot, and that's why the Bible says, lift up your eyes. If the only thing is, I'm trying to find solutions for my problems, I never see the people that's in trouble around me. 
The fields are white. This fruit that's fallen to the ground and it spoils. So we got to get some baskets, go pick it up. How can we do that? Man, with Bible studies. When you think about a neighbor, it might be intimidating for them to come to this space. It might be intimidating for them to come to, to the main service, but you know what? They'll come to your Bible study. And do you have a kind of heart that says, I, I want to do that. I want to be accountable in that way. I know you do. These, man, you guys, I love you. This is a fantastic class. These guys should be jealous that I get to preach to you every Sunday. But I'm just telling you, the Lord is stoking my heart, so that means I got to pass it down. He's saying, Dale, the Bible study, we got to get it going. Yes, sir. Okay. So listen, I'm just telling you, be praying about how you're going to be a part of that. If you're not in one, get in one. First off, you can start there. And then after that, let's, let's figure out how to grow these things. And it won't be from our schemes and our plans, but it will be by our prayer and our willingness to be faithful. I'm telling you. And so let me give you that just so you can look at it and be reminded of my heart. John 4, 35, say not ye there are yet four months and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields for they are white already to harvest. It has to be something when you consider the heart of Cornelius that it deemed this information so important that he had to gather his loved ones. Guys, that's all I'm saying. Can we gather our loved ones? I know you got loved ones. I mean, I love you. You're pretty easy to love. I don't, I don't find it challenging to love any, any of you, right? And so I know there are other people that think the same way you do. I do, rather, about you. Man, it, it, be with them. Invite them. My concluding thought is this. I have nothing if I don't have peace with God. Guys, I want you to get to and understand that you got to understand if you don't have God's peace, you ain't got nothing. And so you, we see that the Lord can settle it on the soul level, but he can also settle it for daily living. And that's, a, that's the thing now, 2021. Listen, it's going to look a lot like 2020. I'm just telling you. When the vaccination in terms of that guy said, it's probably two years before we can really be like, ah, take the mask off. Until 70% of the population. Okay, and so if you're expecting that 2021, as soon as January 1 hits, it's like, and we'll have a celebration like graduation. Mm -mm. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and so COVID is still gonna be acting up. That means our jobs are still gonna be in a weird place. I'm still going to have fewer students than I normally have. It's, I mean, that's just how it is. Some of y'all, mom, you're going to be at home with the kids, teaching them, four or five of them. You might even have guests. Some of our Zoomers have people from the neighborhood that are coming to the house. It's, it, listen, we are up against it. And so we got we to gotta recenter, okay? Recenter. The center is the Lord. That's where I lean into. That's where I go to. That's my beacon. That's the city on the hill. That's, man, that's the Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the Just One, the Father. Man, I, 
there's a there's a verse i just this is outside of my notes i just want to read this to you it was so good to me i, I just was dumbfounded uh by it uh it's i took it out of my notes and uh so just give me a second to to find that but it just it just talks about the sheer power that he has and when i when i considered it it just I had to pause for a second and just put my head down and say, thank you, Jesus. Like, this is, this is who it is that wants to have a relationship with me and, and to love me. And so, where is that at? Let's see, where did I put that? I hope I didn't delete it completely out. Okay, I, I can't find it. I'll give it to you next week. I don't even want to paraphrase it. It just doesn't do it justice. You have to read it as it was said. Nissan and Isaiah, me and Van have this thing. We like these verses in Isaiah where the Lord essentially tells you how powerful he is. I, yeah, it's one of them. <laughs> and so uh, I just, it's, this was the trailer. I'll give you the movie next week. Okay, but uh, that, no, no, I can't, I can't. Because it, it has to, it has to do with his hands. I cannot paraphrase that. I just, you got to understand what kind of gravity it is that is saying that they hold your salvation in his hand. Man, I, you just got to see what it is that he is able to command. Okay, so I, before I say too much, guys, listen. Twenty twenty one will only be different if you have the peace of God. I mean, that's the only way it's going to be different. Okay. And so just as we conclude, and as we even conclude the year, set your heart to be a part of mission focus. Like, don't just blow it off. If you can be in attendance, try to be in attendance. You know how that is. It's just better. We can get distracted with everything under the sun when you are at home. And so just try to be here. Okay. If we have to meet over now, listen, faith fellowship, we probably gonna have to do a round of a, uh, uh, overflow. And so I think there's probably a list. Brandon said he was going to put something together. And so I'll get with Chris or Chris, you remind me or James, if you here before I do, and we'll put it on the Facebook page. Okay. So if you decide to come, cause they're not going to use the Warwick as um, overflow at least, or they are now. Yes, we are. Okay. On the, at night. Okay. So it could be, I mean, you know, how the living room, uh, sign up for that overflow every night if you want <laughs> but sam doesn't want you know sam wants us to be on a rotation just so that you can have some time to be in the sanctuary okay and so just be planning on that though being in overflow and then hey let's let's come together six feet apart with mask on <laughs> downstairs okay and then for sure the balconies annexes okay okay Okay. Yeah, yeah. For the Zoomers that are online that may even consider coming, um, there is another part of this building that you can't see that is uh, huge. And, and so it's more set up like a theater, has uh, uh, bleacher seating. And so you can, you can sit in those in those spaces but uh yeah just prayerfully consider uh, the lord has obviously been speaking all year um, he will be speaking again for sure as we have some guests that are coming in that you want to hear from 
and uh, you want to just process that um, sitting next to your brother or sister. Okay, so just as we um, close and just have um, a right heart, let's just pray. You guys, just everybody, close your eyes for a second. Father, um, Lord, we do just come to you humbly this morning and just really considering uh, the gravity of your power. Um, Lord, you are the Prince of Peace. And uh, Lord, I know that, you know, obviously there have been times in, in all of our lives, Lord, that we have felt uh, very un at, at peace. You know, we've been concerned, we've been worried, we've been troubled about something, Lord, that maybe even that we said that we gave to you and we really hadn't uh, just because we still lost sleep over it and wrang our hands together. Father, I'm, I'm begging you for one, help us to leave it at your feet. There may be things that all of us can be thinking of right now. Lord, it's a person, a situation, maybe a job thing, a COVID thing, whatever it is, Lord, that we just need to lay at your feet right now. Father, encourage us to do that. Lord, stand in front of that item so that we're not even tempted to pick it back up. And Father, would, it, would you grant us, for those of us that, that are of the household of faith, Lord, that, that we would truly just be after that peace that only you can give. Lord, is there something I have to set aside? Is there some attitude or thought process, a way that I see myself that, Lord, that has to be set aside? Lord, whatever it is, Lord, I, I pray that we would be comforted by the identity that you have given us. And then, Lord, I, I pray that people around us, that we would be useful for your kingdom, that, Lord, that we would take our eyes off of ourselves. Lord, do we trust you or not that you will take care of everything that we have need of? Lord, I pray, help us to do that. We should. You are more than capable. And Lord, forgive us for those times that we haven't. So Lord, would you attend to our business? Would you take care of our calendar? Would you take care of those things that Lord, we, we don't even know how we're gonna make it, how this is gonna change or overcome or how we're gonna have victory in this? Lord, would you do that? Lord, I'm reminded of even just with Justin, his decision to just stand and do his presentation and Lord, you sort it out. And not only did the deliveries get made, but then there was extra work that was done. See, that's, that's how it is with you. Your goodness doesn't make sense to us. And Lord, and yet, even still, we are forgetful. Father, forgive us. Forgive our heart, our minds that wander away from you, that sometimes try to seek our own uh, safety. Lord, I pray that this would just be a class and a group of individuals that would run to you. And Lord, when we do, Lord, would you welcome us with open arms? Lord, we need your peace. Tell us what to do next. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.